This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Viking Star, it's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. And welcome in to a special live edition of Judd's Mini Camp Musings. He's got sweat on his brow. He's got the glistening of SPF 30 on his nose and cheeks. Yep. And he's got a digital notebook full of goodies from today's mandatory Vikings Mini Camp practice. We'll get to all of those things, including a great sign. If you're looking for, uh, I don't know, the best weapon in the NFL, showing up to practice. So uh, all of it is presented by our friends here live on the Purple Daily YouTube channel by TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love at TCL and TCL.com. Inspire greatness with TCL. Mm. Hello, Judd. You've uh, sprinted your way from the practice field from the Kevin O'Connell press conference. I'll I've, been, I've been in Meetingville here the last like two hours, so I have seen absolutely nothing. If someone died on the field today, I don't know about it yet. Oh, uh, don't joke so, about that. Not on these parts. Yeah, that's true, I guess. It did happen one time, and that's very sad. Um, so let's start, where, start where, wherever you want to uh, with your minicamp musings. Well, let's talk about, uh, first of all, the fact that it, as you alluded to, Justin Jefferson was here. So now people are asking, okay, that's cool. It's a mandatory camp. Why wasn't he here before? Here's what he explained post-practice. So he said he didn't show up at the nine OTAs because of his busy schedule in Miami where he was working out, but he brought up endorsements and somebody asked him, oh, you know what type of endorsements? And he basically just smiled and said, too many to talk about. And so essentially what he said was he stayed away because he was allowed to because of his busy offseason schedule. Am I fully buying that? Probably not fully, but I buy it because he showed up. The most important question was asked um, by Kevin Seifert, our friend from ESPN, though, who said, okay, that's cool. Are you going to be here for training camp, to start a training camp, to which he said, absolutely. So there is, and this is, he was asked this without a new contract, are you going to be there for the start of training camp? And he said, yes. So I think, what this is, is a contract that's going to get done. It's a work in progress. Jefferson sidestepped any knowledge, which is not unusual for a player of where things stand. You know, he kept saying, that's my agent's job. Um, but it does not appear that there's going to be if the contract is not done. And my guess is it gets done right before or like the first week, because that's sort of a Viking thing, right? Yeah. Um, so I think the contract definitely gets done early. But that being said, Justin Jefferson here today ran routes took part in some team drills. So essentially a full go. It's not what is now 
referred to in this league as a hold in, which is when the player shows up. But if he doesn't have the security of the contract he wants, says, I'm not going to take part, but you can't find me because I'm here, Um, which is what I thought might happen. It did not. Again, do I buy that this was all because of endorsements and stuff? I don't know. But the key thing is Justin Jefferson was here. He will be here, according to him, at the start of training camp with or without a new contract. And so we can now rest easy, I guess, that Justin Jefferson um, is not disgruntled, probably wants the contract as as soon as possible, did his best to defer all questions away, though, to say, I don't want to talk about my contract, blah, blah, blah. That's standard. Uh, But it was good to see him. Yeah. I mean, uh, what's he supposed to say? Yeah, I want a bigger bag than any non-quarterback has ever received yeah, in the break history the of this league. This I'm going to break the effing bank. That's what I was waiting for. I'm going to break the bank. I've but, already purchased uh, six penthouses around the United States, one in Miami, a couple yep. here in the Twin Cities, <laughs> just kind of waiting for the official signature to happen. So so this it sounds like this answers the question, is there tension between him and the team? You know, Why would he not even show up to any of the volunteer workouts? So we can put all that to bed, right? There's no tension. He was in there. It wasn't a hold-in, like you said. Mm-hmm. Everything seems – I would think if there was, like, a big a big gap between him and the Vikings contractually that we might – you might have seen him take uh, take part in fewer drills today. So it sounds like everything's just on track and he's good and they're going to get a contract done, right? Yeah, and I think that they probably are – you know, as we've discussed a bunch of times, this is going to be a difficult contract because it's going to be huge. And I'm sure that there's going to be and will continue to be some give and take there. But I would say that I didn't sense attention and I didn't sense that it's going to be a problem. And I, look, it's going to be a huge contract, but I think it's a slam dunk. It gets done like you're not not going to you're not going to fail, I should say, to pay him. So I don't think that this is I think that this is probably both sides trying to go back and forth. And as I said, I think on Monday's show, if the team is trying to look out for itself, I don't blame the team there. Justin Jefferson's camp is going to try to look out for him. These things always have a certain built-in friction. But I think at the end of the day, long before the season starts or before the season starts, I think a Justin Jefferson mega contract gets done and this becomes a non-story at that point. Okay. All right, now, so all right, so going to number two. Yes, let's go where, wherever right. you want to. Number headline two, number. How many, how many do we have, by the way? In your headline number level? two. Well, I mean, I'm not. I haven't even touched on what occurred on the field today. Okay, I know. Headline We're six minutes headline in two. I know it's good stuff. Headline two has to be, of course, the um, unexcused absence of Daniil Hunter from a mandatory camp. Kevin O'Connell in his press conference that was after Jefferson's um, attempted to address this and was asked a couple of follow-ups. Not surprisingly, he's encouraged. Not surprisingly, and this goes back, Phil, years and years to when we started our show, and I always said, I want a GM and coach so the GM can be the bad guy because I never want the coach to say, yeah, I'm I'm negotiating the contract too. And then the player's like, you're not on on my side. Um, O'Connell did a very good job to say that he, this is out, out of his league as far as, as he's concerned, as far as like his insight. Um, didn't want to talk a ton about it. Was asked a follow-up, though. And I think the – so the key thing that came through to me in this one was O'Connell used the term Quasi and I are solutions-oriented. In other words, they think that there is a solution here. I think this gets done as well. Um, I think it might come because of 
some of the things we talked about on the first PD episode today. I think that there's definitely going to be haggling. I think that there's some pride at stake when it comes to the agent for Daniil. Um, but at this rate, I think it gets done. I think they find a solution. And if nothing else, I think they probably appeal to the player himself and say, look, dude, you signed that contract. We did everything that we possibly could to like pay you more than you were supposed to get at times. Um, you're not young because that's just the truth. He's not an old man, but he's not a young man. And you already have missed through no fault of your own, but because of injury, a season and a half. Do you really want to miss more time? I think the Vikings ultimately in this one are dealing from a position of power because I don't think to what we discussed this morning, the return is going to be enough to justify trading him because I think we all agree if they're offered a first round pick, they take it. But I think solutions oriented in this case means common sense prevails and Hunter is here probably, hopefully, on a shorter-term contract. Yeah. Uh, did you happen to notice, so when they're doing, I'm assuming there was some 11-on-11 full-team stuff today. Mm-hmm. When uh, when Daniel Hunter's not out there, which he isn't, is it Marcus Davenport? Who are the edges? Marcus Davenport, Patrick Jones? DJ Wanham. DJ Wanham got some, some reps. Um, but I do want to talk about that. As we transition to on-the-field um, participation today and what took place as far as the drills go, uh, you just hit on what I think was the biggest takeaway for me from the day as far as football goes. And we all love to talk about football just because we're football guys here football. and gals. Um, so here's the here's the rub that I saw today that intrigues me a lot, okay? The rub is this, Declan. They are sending... You laughing at the word rub? <laughs> yeah, it, it's a great... It's a great, Here's the rub. You know, it, it rub. reminds me of uh, like an old 50s food. or 60s. Like, here's the rub. All right, guy. Rub is There's a Marcus weird word. Yeah. If you say the, the word rub? rub over and over too, it just becomes distorted. Well, if you just say it alone, standalone, rub. it sounds sort of gross. But if I say, here's rub. the rub, I'm I'm giving you the scoop. Yeah, so Brian Flores <laughs> in today's practice, again, it wasn't as aggressive as the one I talked to you guys about a couple of weeks ago. Um, but you should see the fronts they're sending or lining up. Uh, it's crazy. It's it's incredible. I'm not even sure it's a good idea at times, but I don't care because it's so much fun. <laughs> that's, that's his style, dude. Like, eight, but I mean, eight men on the line, some fail backwards, and it gets exploited at times. Uh, but, Phil, back to your question, like, who was there? Everybody was there. So it's this just nuts formations of we're going to we're going to tell the quarterback we're sending the house. So, like, to your point, it's not a 3-4. It's not a 4-3. It's craziness. Um, it. It's going to be... It's now now the problem with it is they have safeties and defensive backs up there as well. And so if a quarterback can get the playoff quickly enough, the the cornerback or safety's got to bail backwards really quick because if the pressure doesn't get there, they're gonna get burned. Nonetheless, it is so much better than the Donna Shell crap. Yes. Um and here so here is the talking point from uh, today. And please hear this correctly, especially you crusaders, okay? Because this is not an indictment of Kirk. But oh, Kirk Cousins... Was, was he making slow, correct decisions? He was today. Slow, he, right decisions. He, on, oh, the la- on the two-minute drill, the last one he, he ran, intercepted by Jordan Hicks. And... Oh, wow. Okay, so just to be very clear, this is not an indictment of Kirk. What it is is he's seeing what Kevin O'Connell thought Kirk would see last year. In fact, I, talked, I was t- talking to a person today in the know who was talking about the fact that, boy, you sure expected to see some of this last year. 
and we ended up not seeing it at all. And so to go back to, and, and look, I probably got too excited at the time. I don't recall my exact words at the time, but you know what Kirk saw in training camp. Yeah. I think you did say something about steel curtain combined with purple people eaters for what yeah. you thought the defense was going to be, but we can burn those tapes. Well, I think I used the word the Dallas Doomsday defense as well yeah, at did. one point. Combined with sweating. 2,000 Ravens. Yeah, it was all, a lot and of And I was sweating stuff. profusely and started talking about the great Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tampa 2. But anyway, so Kirk Cousins looked confused at times. He looked um, flustered at times, and he threw a pick. I don't think it's because Kirk's bad. I think it's because this defense is providing the looks that Kevin O'Connell was hoping Kirk would get a year ago. It's great. Yep. This is it's this exactly is actually it's yeah, I mean actually this could wind up being a really good thing if you're and as the season progresses, practices become kind of lighter and just more of yeah. get your body right. But during training camp and and then the early part of the season, you know, I've had people in the know and former players that know what they're talking about say this is the type of defense you want to face on a regular basis in practice. Not the three four shell specifically the three, four confusing, aggressive, trying to trick you at the last second. Like, yes, it's like swinging a bat weight in the on deck circle. And then when you step into the actual batter's box, the bat feels lighter and you can catch up to, you know, to faster pitches. Like the the offensive linemen and quarterbacks have to process so much as it is. If you're having to process max information at the last second in practice every day, it helps you in games. So I, I think this could wind up paying dividends. I don't know if it gets you an extra game or whatever, but it's a good thing that they have to do this. The offense has to do this every single day now going forward. This was exactly what they want to, because this is going to allow Kirk and and the offense now to face defensive schemes that they want them to face. And that's what they didn't get last year. And we expected. I used, okay, Asa. You guys need a sunscreen sponsor for Judd's poor face. I used sunscreen. My face is absolutely fine. I don't think there's burns. In fact, I even put some SPF 30 on my nose. I think I'm in good shape. The lighting makes it look a little like it's like kind of darker. I wish I had my front light. I don't want to carry it around, but perhaps I should. Like I could carry around two. Ah, It's just a lot. Just buy another one. Small but I do have my phone here as well with the light. See this? How, how's oh, that, you should. Huh? Oh, do you have the light going from your phone yeah. in your face? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yep. That's a yep. that is a that's professional right there. Look I'm how genius. far we've come with Judd technologically. He's yep. See, talking about front actually, lighting. He's got digital notes there. in practice. See, check that out. How about that? How are you reading your digital notes? From oh, practice? I cheated today. I brought a notepad. Oh, oh man. Got, sorry, guys. Wow. Sorry, sorry. Come I had on. to buy. Wait, uh, we've been doing this podcast for 15 minutes. And you've been fraudulently portraying that you're reading off your digital notes. You've taken a no, strike. All that you've gotten so far is from right here in the noggin, boys. Oh, we haven't even gotten to the notes yet. Yeah. I'm not even, K- no. Oh, my gosh. No, KLC gives you a good stuff. question point. Now you're bringing out the notebook again, huh? Yeah. Rumor has it that KOC not only gave you a good question point, but he specifically called you by your name, Judd, while giving you a good question point. Yeah, he did. He said Judd. That's a good question, Judd. Yeah. That's yeah, next like, level, man. That's next level. We're like this. We should ask him maybe where your, where your the way, good questions rank in comparison to the other reporters on the scene when we get him on the show. I, I feel safe um, revealing this now because it's far enough down the path that I can talk about it publicly. Kevin O'Connell will join us at some point on Thursday. The only question is the time. 
Oh, They're trying to get a 15-minute block between 11 and 1 because that's the time that Dex gave me to give John Ekstrom of the Vikings PR department. Uh, but he will definitely – we are on his calendar, blocked off for somewhere in that I feel like period. we should pry for more than 15 minutes. But if 15 minutes all we get – Well, 15 we turns into 20. I mean, you did, know. Did, if, we were, if we were to request more, would they, they – yeah. I think he'd stick – he'll stick around for 18. I'll send a note. Um, if we can get at least 20 minutes out of KOC. I think you can, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying he – well, his – he'll give you longer answers as well. I think once he starts, he's not in a huge rush. Plus, it's going to be the day after the off-season program technically ends. I think it's going to be very relaxed. Uh, also, Kirk Cousins today organized for the entire for the entire Vikings uh, group here, so not just the players but employees too, a wear-your-jersey – to work day okay so in players um staff as well koc asked what jersey he wore said he has an aunt edwards jersey that he wore because he's a huge wow. fan so this this will allow phil and koc i feel like once you, you guys start to talk about aunt i might just take the headset off walk away and leave because <laughs> it's just going to be a 20 minute uh, what's fest. your favorite feature about anthony edwards game Great name your, your top five well, favorite things about game. He's a great basketball player. He probably knows. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, we might look. just we might just scrap all football discussion and talk about uh, next year's Western Conference playoff picture. He's Let's a see. big hoopster. Yes. Yes. Um, all right. So Kirk Cousins, not a great day, but that's actually a good thing. We're not ripping Kirk, but we are saying this defense, and it is going to be controlled chaos, baby. It's going to be chaos. It's going to be great to watch. A bad day um, throwing an interception, but, but a good day as a team leader and a chemistry builder, getting everyone yep. to wear jerseys to, to practice. So, I'll Yep, exactly right. Um, further notes. The receivers, Tristan Jackson. Oh, so, sorry, to backtrack for a second. Jordan Addison out again. Now, supposedly, O'Connell mm-hmm. was asked about this uh, at his press conference and said he will be uh, set for the start of training camp. It sounds very much like I think they did this with KJ Osborne last year. I think he got banged up at the beginning of OTAs and then basically sat out. And we thought, okay, is something really wrong here? It wasn't. So it is interesting though that you know you would like your first round pick just to get the reps. Like I feel like with a veteran, it's like okay, that's not great, but who cares? Um, with your first round pick, I would prefer that he gets the reps, but he did not. He's out. I'm sure he won't take part tomorrow. So let's go through some names that I think stood out in practice from the wide receiver position today. Tristan Jackson, I, by my count, caught three passes over the middle. Now it's not super hard because you're not supposed to to hit guys. So um, just like just like the real life NFL. But yeah, good point, touche. But Tristan Jackson, and then another guy that's going to be interesting to keep an eye on. I talked about this guy with you guys a couple of days ago, Brandon Powell. So Brandon Powell looks to be the second line to return kicks behind Kane Wangwu, and he definitely looks like a guy that could, again, be more of a role guy, but behind KJ in the offense. He's a, he's a smaller guy. He's not big. Looks like his hands are pretty decent, though. Former Ram, which is important because he knows what he's doing. Uh, I'm not going to be surprised one bit if Brandon Powell makes this roster. Yeah, it, it felt like they signed him to make the team just because he's he can be kind of a gadget trinket guy. He can he can return some kicks and whatnot. So I agree that might be a guy to keep an eye on here in the in the coming weeks. Interesting, interesting observation. Backup running back competition far more important than it used to be because uh, 
Madison's not going to be, he's going to play a lot, but he's not going to be, I don't think, a bell cow. Uh, not a broom closet. It's a media room. I forgot my, I don't have my front-facing light castle. That's the only reason why it's dark. I apologize, okay? We should put a um, room behind you just to make it look like. It's actually a nice room. I believe this is the ESPN room. You want to give us a tour? Or yeah. I believe it's the ESPN. Well, it's not really that exciting, but I mean, it's got, it's a nice room. There's an ESPN room? Yes, there's a there's a general like room yeah. to do your shows from. There's an ESPN room, and then there's one more, and I might be Vikings.com or is something. Is Ed like Werder that. in there just combing his mustache, or what's what happens in the ESPN room? It's Schefter. He's everywhere. Schefter's everywhere listening. He's oh, He's got it. a glass against the wall. My sources tell me that I'm listening to the Vikings meeting right now. <laughs> um, okay, where was I? Backup running back. Okay, this is, this is at least intriguing. <laughs> Little intriguing. Um, Kane Wongwu is getting pretty substantial work with the second team at times behind Madison, and in fact, bumped up and got some first team work. I don't know what the de- what the depth chart is right now. I don't know. Um, I would have thought coming into today that it was Madison Chandler, Wongwu, McBride. Uh, Wongwu might be closer or above. Um, uh, the second back who uh, I'm Chandler? trying to complete play. Thank you, Chandler. He might be above him right now. I'm not quite I, sure. It was interesting. To, it was interesting because it wasn't nearly as clear cut as I expected for a practice like this. Yeah, I wonder how much of that is just like sometimes it's just tenure and it's mini camp. Might be yeah. with McBride. I could see it for sure, but yeah, Jimmy Chandler. This is his second year in the system, so if he's not at some point getting more run as a second string running back, it might be a red flag, but that's, it'll be super interesting. I mean, we kind of talked about it earlier this week, or maybe it was late last week about Wang Wu. And I feel like now that two different coaching staffs and an entire career in college have determined, he's not a guy that really factors into the offense much, but you know, if they're, they're, they're trying to be more creative, they're trying, they're trying to be more multiple in their offensive formations in fact i saw something from uh alec lewis from the athletic not to not to step on your notes i was talking to him that Great even cj ham was put in different spots in that yep. backfield today which well, maybe was part of was that part of like uh some 21 personnel some my good my good question came from that because we've discussed this quite a bit my good question was how much more can you do with this from a play caller standpoint with the personnel that you have now because of that? And he talked about ham being more in- incorporated. Like it doesn't seem like huge changes, but Josh Oliver allows you to do different personnel packages and thus call different plays and disguise things more. So yes. So like ham being used, Wong Wu be- being used, all of those things go through a little bit of the funnel of you now have more opportunity because you could put different personnel packages out there. Mike, I'd like to turn it to Declan now. Your thoughts, Declan. Yeah, Mike J says, let Declan talk. So, Declan, talk. Go. All right, I'll take the talk here. Uh, I loved, by the way, how Byron Murphy Jr., Judd, his uncle is Mike Bibby. He confirmed that. Mike Bibby is like one of my all-time favorite random athletes of all time. He's also like jacked now he he was he was like you know well built in the, in the nba when he was with the kings and the hawks and whatnot but that dude looks like he could be in wwe like bench wow. pressing people now. really yes yeah dude he's yeah, google mike bibby muscles or mike bibby jacked 
So it's like Favre got for a while there? Because he was uh, But bigger. 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 Wow, okay. Bigger. Yeah. He now, looks he looks like, like a, a professional builder. weightlifter or bodybuilder. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. Crazy. So that, that goes back to O'Connell's answer to the question of wear your jersey to work day. And Byron Murphy Jr., in voting from his teammates, won the contest because he wore a full Mike Bibby Memphis Grizzlies throwback. I love Shorts it. as well. Whole uniform. I love it, man. Yeah, my, Mike Bibby might have played for the Vancouver Grizzlies at one point, too. Yeah. He might go far, that far Oh, back. it might be Vancouver. I, That's think, a good point. I think he was Vancouver. I don't think he was with Memphis. So it been Was it him and, like, that big country Bryant Reeves guy? Oh, they big country Bryant Reeves was great. I love Bryant Reeves, man. He was a hoss. Big country. Yeah, going to grab two hoss. rebounds. Big and... country. <laughs> but, he's gonna, but, but guess what? He's going to foul guys quickly, so he eats up the fouls. Five, five, on the five fouls and three rebounds for big country Brian Reeves. Mm-hmm. So By the anyway, way, if you're hanging out with us here, we see a lot of people here on the YouTube channel. We appreciate you here on this Tuesday afternoon. Please click subscribe and the like button so we can keep building this awesome community of Vikings fans that just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Judd, before we get further in your notes here real quick, if we could shout out some of our friends, namely uh, Finch Home Solutions here real quick. And then we'll uh, we'll keep going into your notebook. We definitely can. And my friends at Finch Home Solutions, guess what? I can give you all the football football that you want. I can go out there and watch football, and I can inform you. And you're like, Judd, I appreciate that. But what does sports dad do when he has electrical problems at home, when a light is flickering, when a light is out for an extended period of time so he has to carry a flashlight to his basement to do laundry? What does sports dad do? It's as simple as this. He calls his friends Cody Finch and all of the great people at Finch Home Solutions because they'll take care of installation, repair, storm damage outside, electrical. Guess what? Finch can fix it. You've got uh, flickering lights, like I said, dead outlets. Finch can fix that too. Finch, they do great work. In fact, they are the sports dad of any electrical work that you need done. Don't DIY this. Don't take chances. Uh Uh-uh. Call them. 612-357-2604. FinchHomeSolutions.com, FinchHomeSolutions.com. And as always, please tell them that uh, Purple Daily, Score North, and Sports Dad sent you because when you call our sponsors, it helps us, and I know that you appreciate that. Yes. Uh, Dex, let's also talk about Three Jack, one of the coolest restaurants and hangout places, a great lunch spot in the North Loop in Minneapolis. Boys, it's Burger Series right now at at Three Jack, okay? It is Burger Series. Uh, This week's special, my friends is the nacho burger. You got pepper cheese on there. You got some salsa on there. You got some lime aioli. Yeah, that's right. Lime aioli. If I could hit the football sounder, I would, because that's how damn good it does sound. Uh, As Phil said, yes, you can get some golf swings in, but uh, what you really should go down there and check out uh, is their great lunch specials, one of the best patio spots in town. As someone who lived in the North Loop for six years, I can vouch for that there. Go check out 3Jack and 3Jack.com to book a bay. Or again, to go book a nice little happy hour or lunch out there, uh, go support our friends at 3Jack and go to 3Jack.com. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com.
Awesome. Let's keep digging through Judd's notebook here. Mandatory minicamp musings. Just saw a good question uh, from somebody. Good question about injury updates. And I've got them. So here they go. Lewis seen uh, his recovery from his gruesome broken leg continues to go well, but he is on special teams and he is a second teamer. I don't think he's going to get a chance to compete again. I'm not quite sure why, but I mean, it's it's Bynum, it's Harrison Smith, Josh Metellus. Wow. Lewis Seen has been, unless there's an injury, I'm guessing that Seen opens training camp with the second team. And unless somebody with the first unit really struggles or gets hurt, I think he's stuck there. So Seen mm-hmm. looks like he's doing fine. Um, he's taking part, so he's not like being held back. But he and Metellus are the base safeties with the second team Metellus with the first team is more in the role that we've talked about as a Rover, sort of a hybrid linebacker as well, but seems recovered, but he is not going to be, I don't think a first teamer. Well, and, and, and Bynum's a good player yeah. who, who probably thrives in a different system. The fact that you've got a defense that needs secondary players who can do a bunch of different things. Right. And this is a guy that played cornerback in college safety in the NFL. So, the fact that they've kept Harrison Smith around here for a couple more years, and uh, maybe this is his last season, but it just, God, it's it's such a bad look if Seen starts the year yeah. as a backup. I a first-round safety after trading back 20 spots, yep. and he's still a backup going into his second training camp. It's just a, yep. it is a weird look. Yeah, it feels odd for sure. Uh, second guy that, that um, the person asked about, I'm sorry, I didn't. Write your name down, but you know what? I'm sports guy. Dad, probably you forget you, your name. You guy. I probably forget your name, and I don't mean that to be mean. It's just how I am because I can't remember names to save my life. Andrew Booth Jr., um, he is getting a golden opportunity to play first-team snaps outside corner along with a Caleb Evans. As far as the injury goes, he appears to be full speed too. So, uh, And the same goes for another guy I asked about, Garrett Bradbury. Uh, he's back. He's fine. In fact, I think he's taken all the snaps in OTAs with the first team and then did again today. The only thing is, not surprisingly, too, this was expected. Brian O'Neill remains out. Uh, I think the earliest he'll be back is the start of training camp. Uh, Vidarian Lowe replaced him today. Oli Udo had replaced him, I thought, more often at right tackle in OTAs. Lowe getting the chance today to replace him. Uh, Hopefully, though, Brian O'Neill is back sometime early in training camp because that would be a massive loss. Like, they don't have a guy behind him who can just slot in. I'm not saying it'd be a complete destruction, but this line is built around the fact that the bookend tackles are so good. And so um, I think they're being cautious with Brian O'Neill too. And at this point, that's probably the smartest move. Yep. So, yeah, so many different things here. I Yeah, I'll feel better about Brian O'Neill when I see him actually participating. And I agree. And whatnot, but it's I don't know. It's hard not to be a little bit skeptical about an Achilles injury for a three hundred plus pound offensive lineman. But mm-hmm. um, we're not going to really. Well, I was you know training camps one thing until we see him in an actual game. Really, week one, week two is when you're going to start to feel better about Brian O'Neill. Maybe so. Okay. Cornerback wise, I did see it w- with my own eyes. So. Um, Byron Murphy Jr. outside in the base, but moves inside in the nickel. And Caleb Evans and Andrew Booth Jr. at this point are outside. 
So like that's their goal. Their their goal is that those two uh, 2022 draft picks can basically be starters. Um, that's yeah. going to be a big ask. I will say this though: if you play defense now, just to go back back to what my guy Beeflo is doing, if you play defense, um, it feels like watching this thing. You're going to have to know two to three positions because like Byron Murphy Jr. He's playing in in the slot in nickel. But there was one play I saw that was um, it was not Murphy. It was Booth. Booth and the safety were like had like flipped positions. Hmm. So Booth was a hybrid safety. The safety, I don't it was not a starter, was a hybrid corner. And they had flipped him. I mean, they are providing a ton of looks. So long story short, the guy that plays nickel is going to have to be really damn good. Cause that, because there's a lot of stuff that goes on inside and that position is going to have to know almost everything. Like the assignment wow. technique there is going to be massively important. Cause if you blow that, I got a feeling if you blow assignments here, it's going to kill you. Oh, it's gonna oh absolutely. You. Cause but there's I no like I, backup. Necessarily. I think it's calculated into the equation though. I, I feel like with this yep. Flores defense, the amount of cover one, cover zero, Bail, bail back as the ball's being snapped, and then mm-hmm. bail back, find your spot, or find the guy that you're supposed to be covering. I mean, there's just there's clearly a lot of room for someone to get switched up or on an island or get get a broken coverage. You're probably, but what's funny is like even with Ed Donatel's system, you saw all the time free running receivers in a system in which everything was supposed to be yeah, accounted was- for underneath. Brutal. So I think if you're going to make mistakes anyways, and there's going to be big chunk plays that happen because it's football, if I'm gaining, I don't know what the best word is, like if I'm gaining equity on the upside, cool, I'm going to lose some of these bets because I'm going to get a second-year cornerback caught bailing back, but I'm going to create another fumble once every other game, or I'm going to create you know, a bad decision by a quarterback who misread or the offensive line slid the wrong way because they didn't account for the safety blitz over here. Like I feel like there's, you're going to have, it's a high variance style as a former poker player. There's the guys who played very few hands play very tight. You only play the premium hands. And when you get into a pot, you know that you have it. But then there's the guys that play almost every hand. You're going to lose a bunch of money, but hopefully you gain, you gain more chips by playing aggressively. That's what the Viking strategy is on defense. And I'm here for it. This to me is um, the best news is that I think that the group of more inexperienced quarterbacks they face are really going to struggle. Like I could see Jordan Love struggling with this because like you got to read things like if if you read things like that, you're probably fine. If you don't, they're going to be in your face. And and again, I can see. So when, when you brought up the floor stats from the Dolphins, Phil, a couple of days ago and pointed out that. The Dolphins didn't have like a Daniel Hunter. They didn't have one guy that was in. It was a lot of sacks or a lot of pressures coming from different places. You can see why. Like this is all about pressure. And so I think with the younger, more inexperienced quarterbacks on the schedule, those guys are going to be presented with some real challenges here. There's going to be no time to pick things apart. Um, It's going to be tougher, obviously, with the more experienced guys. But, I mean, this gives you a much better chance. If you don't love the personnel here, it gives you a much better chance to at least confuse people to a point where they can't just drop back and pick you apart, which is what we saw way too much last season.
A few questions coming in here, including from John Moraski, wanting an update on the kicking situation. I watched it again today. They kicked, uh, I believe both field goal kickers made their kicks. There weren't a lot, just to be very clear. I'm telling you, the backup, the kid from Georgia, right? Podlesny. Uh, Oh, my God. I, I love this kid's technique. I love his follow-through. <laughs> I'm not joking. So so our kicking consultant on this show, especially in the old days, Ryan Longwell once explained, uh, Dex, to Phil and I, mm-hmm. he said kicking should be like golfing, which he was great at. And he's like, it should be like swinging the club, just nice and easy swing through. He's like, you don't need to boot it as hard as you can. You don't, You should have a technique, a swing. This kid has a swing. His 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 leg when he kicks the ball looks like a golf club, just nice and easy right through it. Like Joseph, it's a little bit herky jerky, and I, I mean it's not like rare, but his kicking Joseph's kicks are a little bit more bang. This kid, it's just nice and easy. It's elongated. Um, now I would worry it might get his kicks blocked at times if I was to really break down the technique here, like I love to because this is football. But I love the form. I think the form, I think he's going to compete. Does he have two? So it's too low of a trajectory. Is that what you're worried about? Well, or? the length the the length of the windup because it's a it's a elongated motion through it. Oh, but it's, it's easy. Uh, uh. I would wonder if that would take too much. I mean, there's a reason why a lot of kickers have a herky jerky motion because they're trying to get the ball off. Yeah. But what I'm saying is there are elements to like what this kid does. Where I'm like, okay, I can see it because I always go back to Ryan told us it's like a golf swing, and this and this kicking style is like a golf swing. I'll, I'll be the judge of that. I, there was no kicking problem last year, so I'll, I'll maybe have to come <laughs> out there with you and and see if uh, this is a thing or not. Because you got more checked, friends out here than I do, Declan. You certainly can. Yeah, last time I checked, uh, the art there was department, no kicking you issues. Were tight. Yeah, yeah, that was that was also a, a good thing. The too. art department, yeah, you guys are tight. I am, I'm an outsider. I've always considered Declan an extension of Vikings PR on this on this program wow. every day. Wow. So. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. All right, All right what's, what uh, what's left questions? in your – do you have anything left in your notebook for now? You're going to be back out there tomorrow too. I'm so going to be back out here tomorrow. tomorrow. Um, let's see. I've got things written down like Cousins Confusion, Defensive Aggressive, uh, Jordan Hicks Interception. Um, no, I think I got you through, through the uh, key points from day one of – Mandatory minicamp. Big time. But if we have more uh, questions, I yeah, think there are actually were. I don't know if you're going to be able to glean anything. It's because until you go full pads, it's it's hard to tell with offensive linemen. But a lot of questions about Ed Ingram, who led the league in pressures allowed at can't guard last yet. year. Okay. Can't tell anything yet, and they're not, and and they can't really hit. Like they sort of just play patty cake. Yeah. So it's very hard to tell. Um. So yeah, as far as intense O line one. It's hard to tell now. Two, it's why Booney's on the payroll, baby. Oh, uh, uh, Alex Boone. Because when training camp starts, he'll go out and watch these things. Yes. And come back with some assessments that will. Was he out there today? No, there were a lot of guys here, but I didn't see Booney. I saw. I saw. Um, Actually, you know Bob what? Dude. was here. Kyle Rudolph was here with the kid. Is he? So he's unsigned right now. Yeah, he's right? reti- I he's, think he's going to retire. He retire. I think he's. So, no, I don't think he has officially, but I think he needs to. You know what Booney did on Sunday? He did the Escape from Alcatraz triathlon. Oh, yeah. Now, triathlons are meant for, you know, well, women and men that are not six foot six and formerly 320 pounds. Yeah, but the dude's. But he's he, so 
thin but, now. But he's been he's been told like guys your size, even thinner, are not supposed to be able to do triathlon triathlons. They literally dump you in the ocean. You jump off the cliffs at Alcatraz in the bay in San Francisco. You awesome. swim in I think it's two miles in shark infested water. No. And then you bike for like an hour and then you run for like an hour. So is there a chance that you could die? Yes. Like like the sharks are I mean, I, that sounds like a liability in that water. Okay, that sounds like a liability. Sign a waiver, I'm guessing. That probably that that sounds like a big time risk problem. <laughs> he finished, by the way. He did finish. Him wow. and his wife both finished. And uh he is alive. He did not get eaten by a shark. I, I have I have the greenie oh. take, okay? We made an agreement in our ancestors. The sharks get the sea and we get the land. I, I have no interest in going in the sea there. I, that's not I don't want anything to do with that. Let alone running. Like running on land I don't want to do, but I'm definitely not gonna be swimming with sharks. That's not happening. I, well, I, I would just drown. Now we know why Declan hates Duluth. He thinks there's sharks in Lake Superior, but there's not. I can assure you, there's no, no sharks. Legend those are lives on from the Chippewa about the big like lake Gordon they call Gitchbumi. Dude, I there's a Gordon Lightfoot tribute. We should. That's what we should do. Let's take Declan. We'll start Gordon. at the Gordon Lightfoot R.I.P. tribute. Great, we'll there. great singer, man, mm-hmm. songwriter extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites. Uh, so uh, we should shout out our friends, too, at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. It's like having a great offensive line for your business. They have over 100 years of experience in helping business owners maximize their success. They love working with next-generation business leaders as well. So maybe you're taking over a company from your family or your parents or whatever. Contact them, federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. And, boy, it is, man, this weather we're having these days here. It rained a little bit a couple days ago, but for the most part, it's like 80, 85 degrees every day. It is Power Lodge and Miller Marine season, baby. It's Bennington pontoon season. Maybe we can arrange uh, the Kevin O'Connell interview this week from a pontoon, Judd. Is it too short notice? Uh, Probably, but you know what? He'd love that because I can tell you right now, that's a young man who would enjoy throttle therapy because it's absolutely fantastic. And you know what? Tomorrow is the last day of the off-season program, and then it's time to get on the Bennington and just enjoy a month of splendid weather on the water, throttle therapy. I mean, what could beat that you before training one. camp starts, huh? What could? You might have. That's one. why I want to get have on, a boat. He's been one. here long enough. He might have himself a Bennington somewhere. He probably has. He probably has a boat. Yeah. It better be Fancy. a Bennington. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, he could. We but can I mean, ask him uh, when we get him on on Thursday. We'll ask him. We'll let him do the spot too. Kevin O'Connell here for PowerLodge.com and MillerMarine.com, where you want to get away from all of the uh, the stress of being a football coach. But thanks for supporting our sponsors. As you support our sponsors, you support us and keep the lights on here 365 days a year on Purple Daily. What more can you want here? Judd in the belly of the beast at the Vikings practice yep. facility with We're his here, mini camp musings. There, there's the wall. There's That's the, purple the ESPN wall. room, man. That is ESPN the ESPN room. room. ESPN room. Thank you, Kevin. Seifert for allowing me to use this room. Really God. appreciate it. That's where Dan Graziano is just uh, just studying if, trivia. If you questions. come here from Bristol, you have to sit in this room and you do sports center hits. My sources tell me. <laughs> My sources are telling me. Uh, all right. That's a wrap today. We're going to do this again tomorrow. So we're going to have write that down predictions tomorrow. And then later on in the day, we will also do another live stream probably around the same time, 2.30, 3 o'clock-ish. And uh, we'll go through Judd's notebook again. So, all right. Thanks for hanging out with us. Click subscribe, click like, and we'll see you guys tomorrow on Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment.